Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, well, it's it's the hope that kills you, listeners. It's the hope that kills you. And whatever hope we had yesterday had been killed in just one session. Alas, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Cricket Corner podcast with me, Vatsal Vora, as we review the entire World Test Championship final between India and Australia, coming to you live from the Oval. Well, it's only fair that I... I Recall Dwej, Yash, and Nachiket for this review podcast because they were there when the preview happened. You guys loved them. So here they are. Welcome back, Dwej. How are you doing? Well, thank you again for calling. Uh, I've been doing good. Yeah. How are you, Yash? How are you coping after India's collapse? Like, I have no words. But like when Virat Kohli got out, I just left. Yeah, you will need some words today. You will need some words today, so save <laughs> yourselves. And uh, good to see sure. you again, Nachiket. How are you doing? Same here, brother. Thanks a lot for inviting us over again. And uh, pretty much downbeat after the result, but life goes on. There are, there's the World Cup coming up, so all of us are looking forward to that too. Yeah, life goes on and so does this podcast. So, uh, let's let's start with you first today. Uh, this time, uh, 164, I guess, we were at the end of day three. We, uh, sorry, at the end of day four, we were 164 for three. Virat Kohli was there at 44 not out. Rahane was there about at 20 odd or something. And apparently, we all had hope going into the fifth day because we only needed 280 runs. Now, let don't get me wrong, 280 is still a monumental task ahead of us batting in those tricky day five conditions. But were you amongst us as well? Did you also have some hope going into the fifth day? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Virat Kohli's average in the fourth innings while chasing targets has been phenomenal. And the way he was batting yesterday, he looked in complete control. So I thought that, you know, there is still a very good chance that if 
both of these players stick to the crease, then India can win this match. And speaking about scoring 280 or 300, I know it is difficult, but having just played the IPL, we all know it is achievable. If it can be achieved in 20 overs, then certainly in 90 overs, it is very easy to achieve. So, I think both looked impeccable yesterday, Rahane and Kohli. So, yeah. Although they in the first innings, Rahane had a bit of a luck in remaining not out. But mm-hmm. this time around, he looked very sure. His defense looked absolutely compact. So did Virat Kohli. So I thought that, yes, we still had a chance. But I did not predict such a collapse, to be honest. Yes. Now, that's the worrying part, isn't it? Because, yes, even I'm 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 sure you were a bit confident as well. I, I wouldn't say we were confident and favourites for the win. Don't get me wrong. 280, as I said, is always a big thing to chase down on day 5. But I'm sure with Kohli and Rahane looking good towards the end of day 4, were you also amongst us? Like, were you also believing that, oh, hang on, Australia are not running away with this. There is still an Indian fight back going to happen. Like, regardless of what happened today, we're not, we are, we'll be talking about that soon. But before the start of day 5, what were your thoughts? Uh, like, after checking the score last night. So, I was pretty yes. much confident. Okay? Like, we have one of the two, you know, best friends who are in that top form. And yeah. Rahane, uh, we saw what he did in the first innings. So, I was pretty yes. much uh, confident that, like, if these two just bat till lunch and if they can get a partnership of maybe 150 or 175, yeah, then yeah. even if one of them goes out, others can come and carry the momentum and we can easily win that. Because, like, by chance, the game was in our court. Uh, for mm. uh, for like maybe the current form of all the cricketers considered, it was an achievable target. We just had to you know push hard, stop making the same mistakes which like for uh, which Virat Kohli is known for. Like I had confidence, yeah. like we would see him raise the bat for the seventy fourth or seventy fifth time. But as like I think India needs a lot more luck in uh, ICC tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not at all confident going into the World Cup with such a terrible terrible form. Yeah, but but coming to you, Nachiket, and this like you could be the last one to talk about day four before we eventually talk about what happened on day five, and we all want to n- not talk about it, but we have to eventually. But talking about day four, and no, I want to know your thoughts as well because the, I think the reason why like Dwight was confident, we Yash himself said he was confident, I myself was confident as well, and the reason why I felt the confidence because felt that confidence is mainly down to how well Rahane and Kohli played towards the latter stages of day four because they were timing the ball really well. We were getting these odd boundaries every couple of overs. Singles were easy to come by as well. And Australia weren't trying to create that pressure which we all expected them to. So, was that the reason why you were confident as well? Well, uh... I was confident with the start that uh, Rohit Sharma and Shubman Gill had given. Yes, uh, they had yes. given in both the innings. If you see, they've uh, been off to some good starts, but uh, we lost a wicket too many uh, in these uh, conditions. When you're chasing two eighty, is not a big score to get on the last day, considering how cricket has advanced in some years. But mm-hmm. uh, it was one wicket too many that we had lost, and there was always always a. Uh, you know, possibility of a collapse like this if either Kohli or Rahane went early and yeah. that's exactly what happened. But uh, these two have stitched many uh, great partnership partnerships over the years. So, we always mm-hmm. had hope. 
so uh, yes pretty much i was a bit optimistic not totally convinced but just a bit optimistic that we might pull this uh, off and these two had to be there for another 100 to 150 runs minimum but that was yeah. something that did not happen yeah like the fall of wickets like let's talk about that eventual collapse that happened and i'm just opening the cricking for website here we can see the co- collapse happened right in front of our eyes 179 for four is when virat kohli was dismissed by scott boland two two balls later it was ravindra jadeja was heading back to the pavilion without troubling the scorer so that's 179 for five there was a little bit of like calling it a partnership is a stretch but there was a little bit of partnership happening between ajinkya rahane and shikhar bharat so that was 212 for 6 213 for 7 for 8 224 for 9 234 all out so yeah it collapse is a is a really appropriate word to use here and nachik it's staying with you here i you briefly mentioned that it was virat kohli's wicket which was the key for australians to take i think dinesh karthik said it in the pre match show that it's it's like Virat Kohli's wicket is the key for Australia's victory. Like if they oh, if they pick his wicket, it's basically game game over. Why is it that we are always reliant on Virat Kohli, and why is it that our uh, top order seems to be a bit of shambles? But this time, even the middle order didn't collapse, didn't perform to to its standard. Do you think it the pressure of chasing was too much of a burden on just Virat Kohli and not others? What are your opinions on that? well uh, since the last 3 to 4 years there has been a pattern uh, in indian test cricket uh, whenever we are batting overnight yeah either we score freely or either there is a collapse like this i have 3 to 4 collapses on back of my mind that have happened like this and india are in a good position overnight in uh, games where they expect to win or maybe yes. uh, get a positive result but Uh, there's something one or two quick wickets and there's a string of wickets around it and uh, back to your question that why are india reliant on virat kohli and uh, yeah let's say for that matter ajinkya rahane also yeah uh, this has been india's problem since years since a couple of decades at least uh, we have had batsmen that are over relied on we had yeah. a golden era of test cricket where uh, you know batting wise where everything was fixed like uh, the middle order was fixed still we relied on ganguly dravid lakshman tendulkar to score heavily and they did yes. score heavily off late the thing is that uh, we had a era where rahane was fluent cheteshwar pujara was fluent kohli has been fluent since the last 10 years openers have been a bit uh, have been juggling here and there but uh, once there's a one or two wickets like this we have collapsed more times than not yeah i feel it's still not clear why this happens as uh, we have been scoring freely in almost all the tours that we've had all, yeah. all all the home series that we've had but uh, it baffles me why batsmen need to be more patient that's a simple uh, point that i can make uh, it's mm-hmm. not that every time you need to score a boundary every over in even test matches an economy of two or three can be uh, manageable even if we had uh, you know just negotiated the first star initially today i think that we've been in a much better position may who knows maybe the match would have been on right now at the time of recording yeah you you made a really good point that india usually performs well in these 
stores that we have, be it away or home. And Yash, I wanted to your, know your opinions on that. Do you think it's it's a bit of a mentality issue with the Indian batsmen, or because eventually when it comes to these big ICC tournaments, we tend to we have seen it time and time again that there is an odd collapse. There is some or the other batsmen not playing according to their strengths and stuff like that. Do you think that's a mentality block in our minds which is causing this to happen time and time again? Because let's be honest, it's been nearly a decade, almost a decade since we last won the ICC uh, and ICC, ICC trophy. Yeah, it's a mentality issue as well. I think they fumble a bit. I think not getting yeah. used to the weather conditions and pitch, that might be one of things. But also... Uh, I think like, uh, for example, let's take Shubman Gill. He was in an excellent form during IPL. We all had high mm-hmm. hopes from him. Like we got the opener issue solved as well. Like KL was yeah. not there, unfortunately. So he took his place. So we had a lot of expectations like how he was in a good form since last six months. He performed well in IPL all the series. And we thought, okay, yes, he, he, he might be the one who will take the ship forward. And then, you know, uh, Kohli will do the rest. But I think... It's, it's their attitude or something or maybe like they are not used to playing at conditions because we know everybody prefers home conditions. Yeah. Uh, we can see that Chupan Gil has three centuries at the Ahmedabad Stadium. So but yeah. It can be a practice issue. They might be some little bit over-optimistic as well. And in yes. the end, when they face the reality, it's all the, the team yeah. goes crumbling. Yeah. Dwij, I wanted to know. I wanted to know your opinions about Virat Kohli. Me and Nachiket briefly talked about how crucial he is. And let's be honest, regardless of the format, he is crucial to anything India does, be it Test match or One Day cricket, be it the World Cup in the in the coming World Cup. But do what were your opinions on that short selection? Now credit to Boland, he set up brilliantly for Kohli inviting him to drive, getting that leaning edge, but. We have seen it time and time again that that sixth or fifth stump kind of an area has always been a concern for Virat Kohli. And seeing him dismissed in that same fashion over and over again is kind of frustrating. So I'm sure it's frustrating for you as well because we all know, we all of us, all four of us are Virat Kohli fans and you in particular are. So what what were your opinions on that particular kind of dismissal? Uh, to be honest, I don't have any such answers to explain why Virat Kohli is getting dismissed repeatedly in similar fashions. We have also seen that not even in foreign conditions, but in India also he gets out to similar uh, line yes. lengths, particularly against leg spinners. So it's not that he's just you know poking around the off stump only against fast bowlers, but against bowlers who are just nipping the ball away from him, that's been a constant issue for him. So, I think uh, uh, seeing the stature of a player that he's, he will constantly be working on it, but somehow it is not being as successfully executed on the field. And I think here, uh, Rahul Dravid, I think, will be a good mentor for him because Dravid also had a very similar lean patch where, you know, he was constantly getting bold, uh, I think, in the Tour of England. But thereafter, he recovered exceedingly well. So, in such situations, mentality is again a key. And I think, no doubt, Virat Kohli has a great monstrous mentality. But again, here, a bit of coaching might be required from the likes of proven test players like Dravid. Yeah, that's a good point. But eventually, it was Virat Kohli's wicket and Dinesh Karthik 
summed it up perfectly pre-show that if in it's Australia versus Virat Kohli's wicket, like once they get in, I think it was bound to happen that the team would fumble under pressure, and that's eventually what happened. But let's let's also talk briefly about uh, Jinkar Ahane before we started recording the podcast. Uh, Yash was saying that he was arguably our best batsman in this World Test Championship final. He scored like an eighty-nine in the first innings, and that could have been a hundred as well, if not for a brilliant catch by Cameron Green, if I'm not wrong. Was it Cameron Green? I guess it was Cameron Green, wasn't it? Yeah, let's we talk about his catches, the better, to be honest with you, right, at this point in point of time. But yeah, uh, Rahan Edwidge, uh, in the preview episode, you spoke really highly about uh, the, him being selected in the test side. And he's proved his worth. I think he's here to stay in the test squad for at least a series or two now based on how well he's performed and how others struggled, the likes of Pujara and Gil. I'm sure you will be pretty happy to see and I think it's one of a few positives which we can take away from this World Test Championship final. Yes, definitely. Uh, I always backed Rane to do well when the backs were against the wall. And yeah. we have seen him perform similar roles for us in the past also. Uh, the recent example being the test in Australia. So, I think that with Rishabh Pant, KL Rahul and many other middle-order players like Shreya Sayyar also, Shreya Sayyar, yeah. I think he will get a good run of games in the upcoming West Indies Test Match Series as well. And yes. if he also performs like he did in this Test Match, then again, he has a very good chance of cementing his place back. And also during the match, uh, I heard uh, Justin Langer who was in the commentary box saying that, you know, similar balls that other Indian batsmen were having trouble negotiating. Rahane was extremely confidently blocking them or leaving them. And one crucial point that Langer mentioned was it was all evident that Rahane was extremely hungry to get back into yes. his side. And yeah. that was proving to be that extra sort of determination for him to, you know, watching the ball more closely and being more focused. Whereas the yeah. other people, you know, they know that they have already established themselves in the side and one knock here or there wouldn't make a difference. But for Rahane, this test match was extremely crucial to get back into that Indian camp. And I think, yes, he has fulfilled uh, whatever expectations were there from him. Yeah, as soon as the squads were announced for the World Test Championship final, we were pretty sure that Rahane would play as the number five because A, he had an amazing IPL to that point. And I'm not saying that he didn't have a good IPL after that. But one place which was contentious in and was highly discussed was that of Ravi Chandran Ashwin. India eventually decided to not play him and instead went with an extra seamer in the form of Umesh Yadav. I think Nachiket. Uh, we talked about how India would definitely not play three spinners like they did in the Border Gavaskar Trophy, the likes of uh, Akshar Patel, Ravinder Jadeja and Ravi and Chandran Ashwin. Regardless of how good they are, in- England pitches don't require three require three spinners. And that's what happened. But I remember us speaking in that preview saying that we would go with Ashwin and Jadeja, we'll at least play two spinners. But that didn't happen and we instead w- went with Umesh Yadav. Now I wanted to talk and uh, wanted to talk about it and know your opinions on the Ashwin dilemma which the India Indian team faced. Not only did we miss him in, with his bowling because apparently if Nathan Lyon can get some turn out of it, you can expect Ashwin to do the same if not better. And 
also we missed him with his bat as well like playing a playing such a like we can say balanced loosely but not even getting to that threshold of 300 runs in both the innings we made 296 in the first one do you think we missed his batting more than his bowling or we missed him completely what are your thoughts on him not being selected in this match well we missed him as an overall package uh, yes for the first and foremost thing being his bowling being his bowling i'll just mention names of the batsmen uh, usman khwaja david warner travis head alex carey mitchell stark there are five left handers in the australian team 11 yes. and jadeja did reasonably well in whatever yeah. uh, limited uh, conditions that he had he did remarkably well over here you are missing missing the cunningness of uh, ashwin uh, he is not just a you know a normal bowler he has a very sharp mind and uh, he can set you up beautifully and especially uh, bowling against left handers be it overseas or in indian pitches where he gets the turn he is a master at it you have seen him yeah. uh, the left handers out many many times like khwaja david warner he's at their number many a times Yes. So we definitely missed the trick over there, and uh, as I just saw, uh, even Sachin Tendulkar has tweeted that uh, he does not understand why uh, Ashwin wasn't picked in the eleven, uh, with mm. five left-handers being uh, in the eleven of uh, Australia. So, and even he can, of course, as you mentioned, he can chip in with those runs, and he can also assist the captain tactically if needed because he is a very good mind and he has played. what 92 93 test matches for india yeah and he has been excelling at the top level since uh, almost a decade now yeah uh, you that's a brilliant point you made that he could have been effective against left handers and yes i wanted to know your opinions and i am sure you will agree with whatever i say right now that if we had ashwin it would have prolonged our batting lineup as well like our batting like we heavily rely on shardul thakur and don't get me wrong he is an excellent all-rounder and there is no denying that but having someone like ashwin would have seen us bat a little more deeper like instead of umesh yadav he would have t- come up at number 7 or number 8 which would have been reasonable like i'm not saying that he would have have helped us chase down 3444 i'm not saying that but i'm sure it would have been a much better fight with ashwin as a batsman forget about his bowling which is obviously we missed but just focusing on ashwin as a batsman i think he was a major miss wasn't he yeah he could have been a good clutch for us back in the uh, deep down the last tail ander section and we know how well did he also you know try to bat and stabilize the innings in australia as well so yes. he missed a very good batsman in ashwin he's an excellent bowler i think he's the number one and some uh, senior players as i saw on twitter have raised uh, questions as well ke why wasn't he selected mm-hmm. because we saw i think lion took some four wickets today and yes. we definitely needed a good left hander because see ashwin cannot get you the runs but he'll try his best to you know stabilize the innings and he'll set up uh, the innings for the guy who is you know batting with him so it yes. we missed a very uh, good player in him and yeah. i think Let- Bad, what bad selection is led to this horrible of a mess which is wtc yeah i think it yeah i think it has been a contributing factor but after all we like we have talked about india's downcomings for quite some time now let's give credit to the australians as well let's talk about how well they played like four like putting 470 or 469 in the first innings on a green wicket is a big task and they did really well i 
I'm quite impressed by how Australians batted in that first on that first day after being put into bat on a greenish wicket and they negotiated the first session really well and once Travis Head came out it was just counter attack non-stop with Steven Smith aiding him. Nachiket, your thoughts here? Do you think Australia won half of the game just by batting brilliantly on the first day by thanks to Smith and uh, Head? Absolutely. Half of their battle was won uh, after in the first innings itself. Uh, India did not bowl consistently uh, in yes. the initial hours where there was some juice in the pitch and it was greener than it was at the end of the uh, test match. India had to capitalize that. We had bowlers, four pace bowlers to get you know, the advantage of that and we weren't able to yeah. do that. But credit to Australia, the way they have you know, batted throughout the uh, match and what they did best was capitalize on the mistakes of Team India. Yeah, India bowled short with short with the new ball and they did not, uh, you know, leave any chance of uh, hitting the bad balls away and capitalizing by scoring some runs through that. As we saw, Travis had played a very good counter-attacking inning. He's used to this and uh, it was very late in his inning that we started to identify one weakness that he had that was short ball. So, Eventually got out to that, but uh, yeah. by the time we realized it was too late. So, credit to them all. Like, special mention even to Alex Carey. He hasn't been yeah. scoring very freely, but uh, he chipped in with, uh, you know, uh, contributions crucial that runs. were... Yes. yes, crucial runs. Contribution that were good enough for them to take the game away completely from India. And once you score 460 runs in the first innings, there are very few times that you lose a match. So yeah. Full credit to them and their bowlers. Dwich, I wanted to know your opinions on Alex Carey, which Nachiket briefly mentioned and touched upon him. Brilliant in the first inning. He scored like 45 odd, 66 not out in the second innings. And he was very, very good with the gloves as well. No, he took some amazing catches. I remember taking, he took, I think, was it Umesh Yadav's wicket with one hand? Uh, I think he did take someone's catch with one hand today as well. So, brilliant wicket-keeping as well. Brilliant with the bat. Do you think, do you, like me personally, I did felt that, and I'm sure you will do, you will have felt that the same thing as well. But did his performance remind you and made you miss Rishabh Pant even more? Yeah, definitely. I think Rishabh Pant has been a revelation for us in Test Series. And he's someone, you know, who also performs more better when under pressure. So, yeah. Alex Carey, although was not under similar sort of pressure, but he also was in need of some runs because he was out of form since a couple of test matches. Yeah. Although his wicket-keeping is always top class, there is no doubt about that. That's why yes. he's the number one test keeper ahead of Matthew Wade. But, uh, yes, uh, his batting was a bit dicey coming on to this test match, but he has proved everyone wrong and, you know, played those crucial knocks with the tail enders when required, which has, you know, just pushed up Australia to this yeah. level. Yeah, that's that's a really important point because when I saw Alex Carey play in the Border Gavaskar Trophy, it was quite sad to see someone struggle because I, we all know he's a very capable batsman and he was trying to sweep the ball on Indian pitches. It was not working, but eventually on English pitches, which kind of worked, but he didn't only rely on his sweeps. He was taking. He was scoring those free pull shots. He he has a great cover drive in his cover drive in his arsenal as well, and he was really using that to the full extent. 
uh, Yash, let's let's talk about Steve Smith as well because it would it would be wrong to talk about an Indian in and brilliant Australian performance without talking about their star batsman and he certainly lived up to the expectations unlike some of the Indian stars. Wow, I'm just kidding. Don't get don't tweet at me here. But yeah, uh, 121 in the first innings. He was outstanding in the slips as well. He took an excellent catch off Virat Kohli today morning. How how highly do you rate his performance against India this time around? No, I would just like to sum it up with as Virat Kohli said in the interview before this tournament began that Steve Smith is one of the best test cricketers of this generation. And it's true, word on word. Like we have seen how he has consistently performing in test series, always stepping up uh, for Australia, where even yeah. he used to play ODI as well. And like he's not like he's one of the most crucial batsmen in the Australian team. Like after Warner fails, he'll just come one down to steady the innings, help to get yes. there on the big score, which is always with the Australians. So like he has been a menace for us, and uh, like I really hope he does carry this form in Ashes as well, because like yeah, that's... overall he's an excellent Test cricketer. Yeah, I think his record at the Oval was amazing. Like wasn't he like averaging? Like ninety odd at yeah. the oval. Or 90, it was yeah. He has nine. He has an average of ninety seven at oval. I think I think that exceeded hundred when he got his century. I think that's. I'm not currently sure about the exact numbers, but yeah, that's a good point you made that you can never discount Steve Smith on the Test arena. We we have talked about we talked about Held, we talked about Carey, we talked about Smith. Another match winner, as far as the Australians are concerned, was with the uh, was Scott Boland. Uh, leading that bowling attack in a way. Nachiket, your thoughts on Scott Boland because he has only arrived at the international stage for the past couple of years, if I'm not wrong. He made his debut in the Ashes series back in 2021, was it? But but he's been an exceptional find for the Australians and seeing how well he is bowled in the World Test Championship final against India, it's hard to see him being kept out on the sidelines as far as the Ashes are concerned because Yes, you have Josh Hazelwood waiting in the sidelines, but you just don't cannot drop Scott Boland after the amazing performance he has had against India. So, can you sum it up? And what are your thoughts on how well he bowled? Well, that was classic Test match bowling that uh, yeah. we saw from Boland. He just did what Jadeja is uh, famous for: consistently bowl at a line and length that is, you know, testing the batsman, having yeah. enough patience to. Bowl uh, throughout his spell at a one line, one length. So that's basically what he did, and uh, I think that credit to him as he's not young and he wouldn't have many wouldn't have the hunger to perform this well and get back into the uh, you know make the debut at an age of thirty two in Test matches. That's yeah. for a fast bowler. So credit to him that he stuck around, had enough hunger and motivation in him. So that he could uh, make his debut and make a mark in international cricket like this. As this is not some bilateral test match series that is going on. This is a world test championship yeah. final. And to not get faced by the occasion and just sticking to basics. I think that he has done a wonderful, wonderful job. And uh, the second point that you mentioned, I'd still go with Josh Hazelwood. He's, yeah. you know, back in Australia, he's compared, as the, compared with McGrath as the closest bowler that they seen since McGrath. He's also a master mm-hmm. at this and bowling consistent lines and lengths and getting the player, uh, getting the opposition batter out. So I'd still stick with uh, Hazelwood if the choice is between Boland and Hazelwood. 
बट इट विल गिव अडेक दैट ऑजीज द ऑस्ट्रेलियन सिलेक्शन स्टाफ वोट माइंड ंग the fast bowlers and the opposition bowling attack under pressure similar to what sometimes we have seen mohammad shami and jasprit bumrah do for india so what are your thoughts do you agree that mitchell stark is untouchable in this australian lineup um i wouldn't say that he is untouchable but uh, he brings something that the other three don't that is a different angle of a fast bowler yeah. he's the left hander so that's probably one thing and the other thing being that he's formidable when it comes to opening spells in a game he usually gets yeah. some wickets but what we have seen is that he's been leaking runs in this match although that he did not bowl as bad as his figures suggest but uh, he's a brilliant brilliant bowler but uh, it will eventually come down to one between boland and uh, mitchell stark and initially in one or two test matches they might stick with the you know iconic trio of uh, stark hazelwood and cummins Yes, but uh, if let's say if they stick with Mitchell Stark in a couple of matches, if he doesn't get enough wickets, uh, they'll be Boland. Hello, I uh, just performed and won you a World Test Championship. Then where's yeah. my chance? On what Makes basis sense. am I being dropped? So he he will be knocking on the door. So it yeah. will be interesting to see what they do. Yes, I think Scott Boland really like led the Australian attack because. Pat Cummins, on the other hand, wasn't having the best of the games. Yes, he picked up three wickets in the first innings, but he was bowling way too many no balls, and it's something we haven't seen from a top quality bowler like Pat Cummins. But yeah, credit to Scott Boland, he got his opportunity, grabbed it with two hands, and we can see the result. It says Australia have won the World Test Championship final by two hundred and nine runs. But yeah, Dwij, uh, what's next for Team India? We have the tour of West Indies coming up. We, that would be a start of the new World Test Championship f- cycle as well, with the final coming up in twenty twenty five, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, twenty twenty five. So, w- do you see a wholesale changes? Do you think we'll now have a complete revamp? Which I personally don't think it's going to be that easy. But what are your thoughts of what India should be doing going further into the new cycle? No, no revamp. I don't think. there will be a major revamp because this team has been winning matches it's not that we yes. have just been losing it's just one odd game although it was a final but it's just a single match that we have lost so uh this team as a unit has been doing pretty well in all conditions i think one major issue is the top order that india needs to quickly yes. fix it has constantly been not able to make runs on a regular basis since couple of years now so i think i was mentioning to nachiket also a few days back that we had in the past openers like akash chopra and murli vijay you know who just reliable who were extremely reliable in all conditions yeah. be it india in foreign countries and they held their end from uh, one side should i add one more name to that list wasim yeah. jafar 
yeah wasim jafar as well so yes. i think these sort of traditional test openers i think neither rohit sharma nor shubman gill is of that sort they both are extremely pro attacking players yeah. i think that's good enough but in test match cricket you need that uh, solid opening pair you know who face uh, sees over through the new ball they stuck stuck uh, stick to the crease for 30 35 overs make 100 150 run or 200 yes. run stack for the middle order to have it a bit easy but that's not been happening for india we have been having major chop and changes in the top order sometimes you are trying out shubman gill sometimes you are trying out kl rahul sometimes you are trying some other opener up front so that stability is still not there and i think the west indies test series will be a very good chance for uh, india and rahul dravid to pick some other traditional test match opener yes. if they want yeah. and try that combination as well i i really like mayank agrawal as an opener because he is you can consider him yes he has got shots in his book but he can, you can consider him as one of these or test player that can be reliable as well but again which, but again yeah. mayank agrawal also had been given his fair share of opportunities but again he also yes. wasn't that consistent so i think he deserved uh, getting dropped from the team but you need someone i don't know who but you need someone yeah but so, so you are trying to say that in it's high time india move away from the likes of rohit sharma in in the opening yeah. space but what are your thoughts on number 3 because cheteshwar pujara is not getting any younger as well yes he had an amazing time with uh, sussex in the english county championship but once again when it comes to the big stage he's once again flopped like flopped is a big word to use but yeah i i didn't like how he, the the way he got out as well trying the uppercut is so unlike someone like cheteshwar pujara and that's that's really hindering with me in my mindset is is it time to call it a day on pujara don't get me wrong um, he's been an excellent servant but no yeah i think calling it a day and you know dropping off dropping him off from the side would be a very far fetched measure i don't think india will drop him uh, they still need that number 3 because again he is a traditional test match player who yeah. only test for india and he practices this day in and day out so there might be some odd matches i know he has he has not had the best of games since a couple of matches now but that is normal for So, so all the players in cricket so i think uh, india will back him and also i know that rahul dravid is a big fan of pujara and i think he also will show a lot of trust in him and uh, certainly he won't get dropped and i don't think that number 3 and 4 players in that position are any in any danger of getting dropped yeah yes do you want to add anything yeah like what dwit said that we need one guy to you know do it all and for me it's only one guy rishabh pant yeah. I we need him back yeah. as soon as possible, man. We need him, my man, RP. Yeah, Nachiket, your thoughts on the same? Uh, well, there are three or four positions here where uh, we might feel that it's time to move on. We yeah. even moved on from the legendary team that we had a decade ago. But the difference was, for a Vedder in the Seva, we had a Shikhar Dhawan ready. For yes. a Rahul Dravid, we had a Cheteshwar Pujara ready. For a Lakshman, we had Rahane ready. even for an harbhajan we had an ashwin ready if you talk about it now i do not have enough uh, names in the back of my mind that uh, might be ready to uh, you know face uh, sorry play yes. for 
ఇండియాస్ when there's the ipl going we we always tend to make these points that oh well india have so many good t20 players that we can at least make three 11s and be competitive against any side in the world but that's that's the issue we are facing in the test circuit as well that we we are not getting good reliable players when it comes to test test cricket and that's why we have no other no other option but to stick with the likes of pujara regardless of their form so i think someone needs to step up if you had to pick one good opener from our current let you can pick anyone like my pick would be ruturaj gaikwad who i think has all the shots in the book to flourish at the test level what are your thoughts who can eventually replace rohit sharma as our opener for a, a good 10 year span um as i said there aren't many names if for 4 to 5 yeah. years or a couple of years ago you would have maybe mentioned a couple of names over there there is an experienced player in kl rahul but uh, he hasn't yeah. been uh, consistent that to an extent that we expect uh, 3 or 4 years ago there was a name coming up prithvi shaw we, we all know has a lot of talent but he hasn't yeah. proved in a single inning that uh, you know <laughs> you see it's laughable right now considering that uh, yes. i even brought up this name he was a consistent feature in the first couple of years of his uh, you know when he played broke the into the exactly so yes uh, he isn't someone that is in the scheme of things right now with all the uh, of the field stuff that is going on but uh, yeah. ruturaj gaikwad you have mentioned he scored well in limited overs domestic cricket in ipl but for tests he needs to you know get good a uh, couple of season yeah. with 1500 runs behind his back and confidence of the indian team that uh, he's here to stay for a long long time so i i think that will stick with the current crop for at least uh, this upcoming yeah. season yeah dwich do you have any names to add or are you along the lines of nachiket and thinking that and believing that there aren't any good test players at our disposal at the moment who are playing good enough at ranji level to step up to the indian side what are your opinions on the same yeah i think he's correct i think we don't have a direct like to like replacement for rohit sharma right now but in series like west indies and stuff you can give uh, rohit sharma a bit of a rest you, that yes. also allows you to try someone else as captain maybe reappoint reappoint ajinkya rahane good or you know try ravichandran ashwin uh, both are pretty experienced so again i think ruturaj gaikwad is the leading candidate for this and another name is yashasvi jaiswal i think yes. uh, jaiswal will offer that left right left and right hand combination as well so yeah. that can be a bit uh, harming for the opposition bowlers and also jaiswal is a player who can counter attack whenever yeah. the time is there but i am not so, so much sure about his technique in test match cricket but having seen ruturaj uh, even in ipl that i mean for me it is pretty much satisfactory that his yeah. technique is absolutely spot on very much similar to ajinkya rahane's technique so i think he can be the next opener yeah like how weird is it which that 
for people like us who has grown have grown through that early 21st century or 2000s era where we had where we had struggles to finding a good fast bowler like we had zahir khan and rest was based on who was fit but now it's like our fast bowling department is all sorted we have so many good quicks and and we and we never knew that we never knew that it would be batting order and that to top order batsman that would yeah, that's all credit the cons- to cons- concerned all yeah. credit to kohli and shastri i think they have groomed uh, this side in such a way so you know even opposition bowlers are now more afraid of our quicks than our spinners exactly exactly like going to a place like australia and south africa and facing the likes of rabada nokia ingidi but we have someone capable enough that can match and be- sometimes even better those kind of quicks but let's 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 end this podcast by briefly talking about the upcoming ashes and nachiket i want to stay with you here what are your opinions on how the ashes will pan out i'm sure australia will head into that edpaston test which is like in a week's time with a with breaming with confidence by how well they have played india and and i and i think are they now the favorites according to you or are england in their own conditions a bit better compared to these aussies well i think that england are slight favorites um heading into the ashes purely because they are playing in their home conditions uh, yeah. the, the squad that they have is you know a bit less experienced than that of australia's but uh, we have very new players coming in the england team but australia will also be beaming with confidence uh, going into yes. the series they had a slight taste of what the conditions will be uh, yeah. there in england they have been there since almost a month or 15 to 20 days now so england will be slight favorites but uh, i would i wouldn't rule australia out with the kind of cricket that uh, they have played against india and all the experience that they have yeah yes what are your thoughts on the ashes do you think do, do you see australia having a good chance of beating england in england for after quite a long number of years span i don't exactly remember when it was but it, i think the 2019 was won by by england so do you think australia have a chance solely based on how well they have uh, thrown india out of the water yes like they have a pretty good chance they are quite confident uh, they have been practicing well uh, since past months like many of the australian players they skipped ipl and they were there you know to beat yes, england in, in their own home ground and for the yeah. first time i think like uh, we are going to see we are going to get a good fight from both of the teams i somewhat think the competition is going to be equal and not completely in favor of england and yeah. like i cannot wait the first test to start because like as you know i would also uh, like to get another taste of uh, the baseball experience you know yeah. you, you talk really highly of it so like i can't wait to see that in action as well yeah talking talking highly of baseball and which i let's end this podcast by hearing your thoughts on the upcoming ashes do you think like we i just asked nachiket and yash that australia can be favorites but do you think playing england and the style in which they play is a completely different ball game altogether i think it is but i'll go as on record to say that australia will win it finally oh, wow <laughs> in england conditions yes in england conditions yeah now that should be fun like the ashes is going to be heavily previewed and reviewed on this cricket corner podcast and i'm sure we'll see nachiket dwij and yash back on this platform as well so 
yeah once again we i'm i'm glad we recorded this podcast like 6 uh, six, 7 hours after india lost because if we had recorded right after that there would have been a few curse words some ranting going on here and there but i'm sure like the anger has calmed we have calmed down a little and i think this was a lovely session once again really healthy conversation with you guys nachiger any passing or passing thoughts any ending comments from your end well uh, again thanks for us for inviting us all over again and uh, we've been fans of this podcast that you started a month or two back and we look forward to your ashes podcast as well yeah. and uh, speaking speaking as an indian fan uh, well the only positive we can take that we have been the most consistent team in the wtc cycle by reaching the finals both of the times we yeah. need one final push i don't know where uh that will come from but uh, as the schedule is also out of the next wtc title we need to you know stretch up again and go for it all over again repeat the process and try to reach the finals first have a solid game plan to execute what we weren't able to do in yeah. the last couple of finals yeah finger cross man uh yash any any parting thoughts from your end just need to you know keep our heads down practice a little yeah. bit we have very 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 important tournaments coming up and like after this shameful of performance like the moral is yes. down but but you know as like it's in the end it's just a sport so we yeah. need to be prepared for you know big big events i'm really yeah. now scared about asia cup before before even if we went let's not even talk about the world cup i'm scared yes. about asia cup because pakistan is waiting yeah true true dwich what are your passing comments uh, let's let's now shift our attention to limited on format cricket now uh yeah so in test cricket again i would like to end by saying three points that first never drop ashwin in whatever conditions it is Good second point. second you know in up, in the upcoming series try a different captain maybe in dream scenarios if you can pursue virat kohli to once again be that as captain do that eyes closed and thirdly uh, put your faith in ajinkya rahane also in all conditions and talking about limited overs cricket i think india has a very very good side there i think players like akshar patel ravindra jadeja are pretty well cemented in that side and yeah again the Asia Cup, I think I am not afraid of because again, since it is being played in the subcontinent, our spinners will come in very handy. So, looking Makes forward sense. to the season ahead, and thank you for inviting. No worries, no worries. So, yeah, we have apparently Indian cricket is on holiday for the next one month. We had a tour of Afghanistan coming, which was cancelled due to some reason. So, there is no Indian cricket for the next one month. I think our next tour is to West the West Indies, which is in the early part of july but yeah we'll have ashes to fill that void and i'm sure the world of cricket will never stop even though there is no india playing once again thank you to all my three buddies here nachiket dwij and yash i'm i'm glad we had these three on this podcast because it's a monumental monumental achievement for me personally because it was the 50th episode of the cricket corner podcast and i'm sure we'll see them a lot feature a lot more on this podcast but for the time being what what's all dwej nachiket and yash are signing off ciao for now sports social podcast network with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.